वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट दिस इज एन एल हफ्ता आई वॉन्ट स्टार्ट टूडेज हफ्ता बाई थैंकिंग ऑल यू लिसनर्स थैंक यू सो मच लास्ट वीक्स हफ्ता दैट वॉज एपिसोड सेवेंटी एट ब्रोक ऑल प्रीवियस रेकर्ड्स वी नॉट ओनली फीचर इन साउंड क्लाउड न्यू एंड हॉट कैटेगरी वी ऑल्सो ब्रीच द टॉप फिफ्टी न्यूज एंड पॉलिटिक्स कैटेगरी अगेन द ओनली इंडियन पॉडकास्ट इन दैट लिस्ट थैंक यू लिसनर्स थैंक यू सब्सक्राइबर्स वी एग्जिस्ट बिकॉज ऑफ यू and uh, i hope you will spread the word and keep listening to our podcast and subscribe to news laundry because when the public pays the public is served and when corporations pay corporations are served so let's start the hafta what we have this week is the gst bill passed in the rajya sabha amazing to see the bjp claim full credit and poor manmohan singh nowhere around uh, although the bjp had opposed it vociferously earlier then how it affects your life i think we have a piece on that already then Lieutenant Governor is Delhi's head, says the High Court. So much for Mr. Kejriwal's challenging the governor's authority in court. Although they say that they will appeal this in the Supreme Court. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Kejriwal is in Bipasna at Dharamshala. I don't know if he has been told this, but we are sending Anand Ranganathan <laughs> as an emissary. Jasanjeevani leke jabuti, or bol de usko. कि चोट लगी सब मिले हुए देन नीता बेन अंबानी बिकम्स द फर्स्ट इंडियन वुमेन इलेक्टेड टू द इंटरनेशनल ओलंपिक कमेटी एंड ओह माय गॉड सो नाउ वी हैव अ न्यू स्पोर्ट्स पर्सन Yeah in fact we're going to discuss that how she's she's done so many sporty things over the There's last few really years There's a really funny meme on the internet doing the rounds with her standing next to Mukesh bhai and it says Neeta Ambani proudly posing with the Olympic torch Yes that's torch. you can see the link to that that's really funny <laughs> So welcome to uh, uh, News Laundry Hafta episode 79 I'm Abhinandan Sekri and Grace apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte remember when corporations pay corporations served and when the public pays the public is served support independent media support news laundry if you don't like us improve your taste or support someone you like but get involved today we have with Nobody us he objected to you saying that improve your taste he's very arrogant who who objected who objected somebody on uh, on one of the comments hi oh, oh okay. arrogant to say improve your taste okay i'm sorry i withdraw that mr arrogant to say but you know um, that is no no a joke. please improve your taste <laughs> madhu <laughs> yaar you have to be good cop if i'm being bad cop <laughs> I like how Madhu went from good cop to bad cop in less than a second. <laughs> less than a second. Absolutely. So today, on uh, Madhu is joining us from Bombay on the phone. That's why her voice is not as crisp as it usually is. Uh, we have Kishle Bhattacharjee here. Hi, Kishle, our consulting editor. Hi. Consulting editor Anand Ranganathan. Hello. Rangankal, our managing editor Deepanjana. Hello. And uh, everybody's boss's boss, Manisha. Hello. Okay, so Madhu, why don't you start? Because in case you go over the Bombay Burli ceiling, your network will drop. So, so yeah, oh. I'm driving. I'm driving by uh, the place that I grew up as ramshackled as it was then. It's even more ramshackled now. Burli. Yeah. It's Wally raining like crazy not, there not, today, no? Not Burli, say Burli Point. Burli Point. Is it raining in Bombay? Uh, no, they tell me it was pouring before. It's not now. Are you carrying your boat? Yeah, there are pictures of flood, but flooded streets okay. all over. Okay. Also, we must discuss just as this hafta we as we've started recording, there's been a ghastly attack in Kokrajhar, uh, which Kishle will be able to shed a light on. He was just actually 
on television channels shedding light on it so madhu what do you want to start with quickly and then we'll come to kokrajhar first i think with kejriwal okay so um so have you read the court order by the way uh, no i've read the news reports ha huh. so what do you think well i i think it sounds like a mohalla fight like two jinanis coming out and beating <laughs> each other up i mean it really both are being very childish hmm. um i think uh it shows that it, I, i think in politics if you want to accomplish something the most important thing is one strategy and two as any lawyer will tell you only file a case when you're pretty sure that you're going to win it hmm so i think in these two points uh, uh I think I, I uh, Arvind Kejriwal always does things by the gut and by emotion and what he wants to do but I think at this point he should have one checked whether it was a winnable case and whether this was the way to get what he wanted are there any other means oh, I, that, you know, assuming we know what assuming we know what he wanted anand well he wants Delhi to be independent of the chief minister the lieutenant governor that's mm. obvious yeah. and he's been on that case right from the beginning whether it's a rape case or it's because the police is not under us any issue that comes up he always from the day he was elected has been bringing this issue up that we cannot control delhi we cannot do anything until we have full control and we move away from so this is an old issue from the day he was elected right. but i i find that his strategies in achieving things as a politician are rather naive hmm anand ji Yeah no I'm, I I agree with Madhu and I think it's as the um, uh, lieutenant governor said yesterday I think he was interviewed in Times now uh, that uh, I hope that's what he said that uh, Kejriwal would be less childish and more mature from now on uh, I think all of us hope that as well because uh, it it was very clear from day 1 uh, what Delhi is it's not a proper state as in the other 28 states or 29 states I'm not very sure um so he knew what he was getting into and uh, you know if he's uh, uh, you know on every day you saying that look this is not right you give us this power well you know you you take a job you do it within the constraints of the the laws that apply to the state and if you want to change the laws then you you know first you get the laws changed or maybe the the laws won't change on your whims or fancies but you know maybe but one fine day the laws would change and then you then you govern according to those laws so he's just you know led everyone down the garden path and i i'm actually i fear this would continue even more because now you can't backtrack um now he's gone to the supreme court and i don't think personally of course i'm not a judge but you know i don't think the supreme court is going to um have a verdict which is much different from the high court given that it is the reading of the constitution So uh, then I mean, also when Sheila Dixit used to say the same thing right he used to he brought it up many times in his campaign yes he did i think uh, but i think the, the difference there is sheila dikshit was saying that when it was her government in the center not really 98 to 2004 it was bjp yeah but after that it was i mean yeah, but during the, activism so those so six when, years when the activism, in fact those were the, the best years of delhi if i can say you know most flyovers and a lot of stuff in fact the 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 fading of sheila dikshit uh you know in the later years that obviously led to the downfall with the commonwealth games and everything but i think her the golden period of delhi was you know when ironically bjp was in in this at the center yeah and uh, the same was the case with when bjp was in power in delhi and the congress was in the center so what do you think manisha first of all do you think the appointment of officers each file being cleared by the lg do you think that's how it should be run 
No, definitely. I mean, I just think there should be an understanding because finally we have elected the Amadmi Party government and not the LG. So to say that the LG is not the head of Delhi, and I think there should be, he should know that. But then there's also this. Aap should also be a little less. There has to be a way where both of them can work with each other because they have to. And this is ultimately sad for Delhi because after four years you can just say that boss, ham gani kar pa hai, ham karna chahte the. And there are basically a lot of excuses you can give for a lot of things. Everyone that, has culpable yeah, deniability of not exactly. having executed. But I do think that it's also going to work a little against Aap in terms of perception because a lot of people, a lot of people who voted for Aap. Uh, maybe it's because of the indian mentality where you feel compromise hona chahiye uh, miljul ke kaam kar lo type they do feel that there is this guy is too combative i feel and yeah, i think that I could think, work against know, them you know Ar- arvind tires me out he exhausts me with his uh, you know on end you, you mean you need to go for a vipassana no, but, I, <laughs> but that's another point how can a chief minister take off for vipassana Yes. Uh, just like that. I mean, I mean crises are can. happening. He can. I mean, why well, he okay. can? What? Everyone. What's wrong with Vipassana? No, no, no. One, I, I think that's an important question, Madhu has raised, because you are completely avoid. You know, you're not, you're not in contact at all, and he's the chief minister of a state. ब्राउनीज because to his constituency to his vote bank he is fighting for statehood of delhi and this basically you know again revives the whole debate on the statehood of delhi that you know we win so many seats it's an elected i mean why on earth should a bureaucrat be running and calling the shots when we are the elected representatives of the people and i think that was somehow you know from time to time it gets diluted and kejriwal again brings it back hmm. uh, into focus this and is and i his, think uh, it allows a certain kind of victimhood to be continued that you know we we would do things but you know we're not allowed and the fact is that it's probably not an ideal setup but the thing is this has worked for delhi for a long time this is the city that has an incredible amount of money that's invested in its infrastructure and it has worked you see that from the fact that its infrastructure does in many parts of the city work better than it does in other cities in the country but for up being able to step out and say that you know we tried to get uh the power to do the things that we promised you but the courts are getting in our way so i maybe it works that way um i, I don't think, think the voters would be charitable though with excuses uh, yeah I, actually I, i don't know about that but what i think is that it is unfortunate that an elected government cannot even appoint its own officers i think it is deeply flawed i think every government from bjp to the congress has wanted statehood for delhi and now suddenly everybody says it's an unreasonable demand i think that is shockingly inconsistent and that across party lines i do think that the assumption and that everyone knows that this is what he's fighting for or this is that he this the strategy of whether it was the jan lokpal movement or whether it's the amadi party movement is like um i think kishna said to bring it onto the burner this is what we want statehood is what we want and as far as sheila dikshit was concerned uh, the um cng what happened during her time was because of supreme court order 
I remember she ran this campaign saying that she's done it. She hadn't done it. She had sat on it for decades, uh, not decades, years. Everyone has sat on it, and the Supreme Court said you'd make this happen. So that was on a Supreme Court order. Um, there was a Supreme Court order. Uh, there was also the um, order on the roads. I think that was also in the court. These IIT students had gone to court about that. But the one big thing is that the Anti-Corruption Bureau that was under Sheila Dixit's government, which has about 40 to 50 cops, not a single FIR was filed during her time. So I think the status quo that, you know, is that this is how things are run and this is how it should be, is what, in my view, AAP has come to challenge. And they will either make it or break it. They are not, you know, you know slight I mean, increases. You have a point, and let, let me illustrate that. You see, the whole, the whole thing is... And that, sorry, and that is why they took the ACB out of under him, because the first FIR he filed was against Mukesh Ambani, which is not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> but but I, Modi cannot have an investigating agency reporting to Ahmadi Party. It will wreck havoc. And maybe havoc is what we want, you know? Because you can't keep filing affairs against constables when not a single affair is filed against the bigger guys. No, I, I think the, the, you see, there is no doubt about it that if you're, if you're electing a chief minister, you have to give him or her the powers that are there for the other chief minister. It's only fair. And it was only fair that all the three parties, Congress, BJP, and AAP, were demanding a full statehood. Now, the thing is, Delhi does not have a full statehood. And the, the reason why I blame Arvind Kejriwal is that he led the people down the garden path because he is not going to rule Delhi where it has, you know, center has, and now the high court has itself said that, look, the LG has most, if not all, the powers. So he knew that. Now, the thing is, you, you become a chief minister of a state where the powers that you have are already told to you. You work within that constraint, and as and when, when you get a full statehood, Fair enough, and Delhi should have a full statehood. So now this thing about, and I, I agree with Dips when she says you, this can lead to a lot of you know victimhood thing. And as Manisha is saying, that four years you have done nothing, you have not rules. Thay. You work within those constraints or quote-unquote constraints, uh, and then you you know get on with your job. So that's exactly my point. He's a smart politician. I mean, you know, he's he's covering his back. I mean, he knew, I mean. You know, well, smart or fully, I mean, I don't know. It's just illogical, you his, see. I mean, his, if, if his, I know what the, the issue alive, what I mean, the no, but in that case, he had the ACB to start off with, and the ACB with 50 cops is enough to take on quite. They took that away, away from him. So technically, he did have something when he promised a crackdown against corruption, which was taken away from him. And I think on that, I don't think even BJP voters aren't fooled that why will they take ACB away from the Delhi chief minister when it's been with the Delhi chief minister for the past two decades. Yeah, Suddenly corruption, ka, he's the guy who, who hugged on the stage Lalu Prasad Yadav. So let's not beat about the bush about Kejriwal is going to cut down corruption we and all that. No, I don't 28% think... 28% of his MLAs are ex-Congress, ex-BSP, ex-BJP. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's... Uh, so then why is, do you think they took the ACB out from is, under him? No, why, why do you think the BJP took the ACB from away no, from I him? I don't know exactly, you know, the, the reason what you're no, saying is whether it's correct or has it gone to the court? I mean, I don't no, know. No, no, the anti-corruption branch, which mm. reported the Delhi chief minister for the past two decades, mm -hmm. was taken away and then it reported to the home who, minister. Who took it away? The center. When, sorry, I'm not aware of this. When did they take it the away? Whole, I'm not sure. You know, the anti-corruption... Or whether is it on, in the courts? Has the court agreed uh, on it? No, no. No, I think Anand... We have to give this much, whether you know one uh, thinks this is victimhood or otherwise. Uh, AAP's record with corruption or attacking corruption is significantly better than anybody else in the political arena. I mean, that I don't think we can take away from them. And the fact that... Dips, I'm disappointed. 
In Let's me or them? <laughs> it's okay. difficult to tell. Okay, sorry, Madhu, can we get <laughs> on? No, one second, one second. Now we'll just move on to Assam. A big, um, you know, attack happened there. And Kishle, you know, you reported from there. Uh, can you just tell us what it was about and uh, why it's a big deal? So this attack happened uh, this afternoon in Kokrajhar. Now, Kokrajhar is in lower Assam in a Bodo-dominated area, which is, and Kokrajhar geographically is going to be very close to the, the Bengal border near Sri Rampur. And this is an area which was dominated for since mid-80s by uh, various Boro militant groups like the Boro Liberation Tigers and the National Democratic Front of Boroland. And, uh, you know, the gun culture, the militias, uh, you know, operating out there freely has been pretty much part of life out there. No but one's taken uh, responsibility, responsibility yet. yet. No, but, but, but the one group that operates out there and the suspicion uh, on them is basically the National Democratic Front of Bodoland's anti-talk faction. You know, Assam has these talk faction, anti-talk mm. faction, and several, several, uh, you know, militant groups operating out there. Our government is in talks with somebody, is in peace negotiations with somebody. You don't really know. So, you know, the the you know the the bottom line is that it's be it's going to be 69 years, and the country still does not have a counterinsurgency policy. I think uh, NDFB has just taken responsibility. Taken responsibility. Okay. So if NDFB has, I mean, NDFB was the one that was, uh, you know, suspected. suspected. The for, for a for a long period, actually, for a fairly long period, there hasn't been any attacks. And the government at the centre and the states, and it's a new government in the state, so it's their first security challenge, really. Were actually, you know, pretty much happy saying that the level of insurgency in Assam has gone down, you know, all, all that was happening. I think that complacency really uh, is what we saw today okay, on the ground. One more observation. I saw it was getting live wall-to-wall -wall coverage. And I'm aware that, you know, Assam has had a lot of co conflict and uh, violence in the past decade. Uh, I was particularly taken aback by today's coverage live. Uh, mm. Is it just me or is it a new thing where Assam, they cut live and they were, you know, all the channels were just going with that? No, they do cut. No, they have always cut life. Up to the fact that Assam has been a neglected area for of reporting and journalism, I think finally there's enough people have said it that maybe it tickled somebody. It reached them. But I think this uh, is also I think the it has a lot to do with the BJP government that's yeah, just got there. Yeah, it's the first there. attack under the BJP government. I mean, this is they're going to be dealing with this for the first time with the BJP no, government. No, uh, so. cutting live when an uh, attack of this nature happens has been... It's happened it's always. Yeah, it's routine out there. I mean, you know, I've always you know, gone live. And like how you said, I've always attacked. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But, you know, but didn't, didn't Rajdeep uh, talk about the tyranny, tyranny of distance, distance when it was... See uh, that tyranny, Assam, yeah, yeah, maybe. tyranny of distance. You see, all those uh, they were also very impossible logistics that we had to deal with. I mean, there was a time when from Guwahati to go to Bhutan border and to come back took me, you know, more than a day. Today we can carry those, uh, you know, kits, uh, mobile kits live, are out there. We can do a live out live there. So from things there, have so changed. I mean, so the, I mean, you know, and still we have problems out because of connectivity, etc. So it's not an easy, you know. I mean, even from Guwahati to go to Kokrajhar, even if you take a train or a bus or a car, it's going to take you a few hours to go. So after that, I mean, attack, for instance, the first news that uh, we'd got, the wire-breaking uh, news, was of 12 civilians being killed. And then within seconds, PTI came with a uh, no wait. We're just saying at least. Two have died. And like, wait, 10 people? What happened? And the bottom line is that you don't get an on-the-ground on confirmation ground. easily. Also, I was curious. I mean, I know, Kishla, you have a lot of value to add to any discussion on, uh, you know, Assam, uh, the Northeast and especially Assam. But uh, all the channels were cutting to you. And you were sitting with us in office. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, everyone who saw Kishla today, that was our office. I was wondering... Uh, 
is there are there not enough um, uh, reporters on the ground in the northeast what, uh, why is it because um, you know what happened is um, unfortunate over the last do couple they have of bureaus years, there do all the channels have bureaus there they had all of them have uh, cut back on bureaus Oh, uh, so, so they don't just, really have someone to give the kind of background. Yeah, not, not all of them. But what has happened is that the practice across the country is to cut to the local frequencies. So you take the okay, the, local, of the channel. local channels. But it's very difficult to authenticate that. And that's why, you know, you, you do uh, phonos with uh, various bureaucrats and uh, okay. security agencies to really substantiate and authenticate the facts. And as long as you have some pictures and visuals running, that's about it. And then you. But it's actually scary the speed at which graphic visuals now, because mm. of WhatsApp, no right. doubt, the the speed at which they circulate within about I don't know maybe an hour of the news actually sort of being broken on the wires. There were horrific photos of uh, victims and injured people circulating and and not all of them authentic some of them are probably I'm sure they're not authentic yeah I think that, that that's again the race through get TRPs and eyeballs and uh, although this one uh, young uh, Gaurav Savant asked you if I- ISIS had anything <laughs> to do with this attack in Kokrajar yeah uh, I think you know jumping to uh, these kind of conclusions of who's behind it is really uh, dangerous because Kokrajar uh, you know people would forget in 2012 was the actually the marker when we India first grappled with the problem of social media actually spreading rumors. And there was a doctored video of Rohingya Muslims being tortured, which was yes. passed off as uh, Kokrajhar Muslims being tortured. And that created, you know, situation in, you know, Bombay and Bangalore and Pune and, you know, people. So Kokrajhar has a high Muslim population. It has. It has a high Muslim population. There are ethnic strife. Uh, there is militancy problem. There are a the whole lot of problems but out there. But this outfit, N, uh, has nothing to do with Islamic terror or any, any such thing. No, they don't. But I think one of the television channels uh, put a question mark. And th- these are the suggestive leads that yeah. should probably be avoided. Saying that, did NDFB, was NDFB influenced by the ISIS? Yeah, that's because of the nature of attack where actually you know anything unsubstantiated came, put a question mark put and put it out mark, there yeah. that's so, the so s- I think you know taking any name so I remember in 2008 when uh, when the biggest attack in Assam happened uh, you know even in Guwahati when uh, there were 100 people in all who were killed 700 injured the first uh, one of my colleagues former colleagues immediately came on air and said that there was a, this was a jihadi attack it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even remotely a jihadi attack it right. was an NDFB attack again Sorry, just to uh, on the on this question of question marks, that uh, <coughs> uh, let me shamelessly plug my three-year-old article where <laughs> where I wrote. You know, if you uh, would write for us more regularly, <laughs> you might have more recent articles to <laughs> plug. <laughs> I'm going to do this publicly now. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, this was a thousand-word article, which had about 300 odd sentences or How many whatever, question 200 marks? odd, and each sentence ended with a question mark. Wow! <laughs> nice. Okay, we'll just move on. Uh, Madhu, coming to you now, because I know you feel very strongly about this. Um, Mr. Um, what's his name? Uh, Azam Khan. What he said about the Bulansher rape victims, that it's political. And now, Akhilesh Yadav, rather yeah. than condemn him, has yeah. said that they are being propped up or they're being tutored by the opposition, the rape uh, victims, mother and daughter. Uh, do you think there is something fundamentally wrong with... UP men in politics that they are just screwed in the head that like after Mulayam's comment ki rapes galti ho jati hai they kind of crack the same thing you know is it like the ignorance of Trump he doesn't realize how idiotic he is so he keeps saying the same thing over and over again and say why do people hate me like yeah it's exactly that 
It's exactly that. What I think it? it's the, the culture, the cocoon that they live in, and it's so deeply ingrained in them that they really don't see anything wrong with it. Right? It's it's uh, uh, Trump all his life has behaved like a racist. So why should he stop now? And these people, they treat women the way they talk, and their attitude is so. I'm in in one way. I'm, as I've said before, I'm always glad that they expose themselves. But I don't know that this guy has done it so many times. When will he learn? But you've spoken to Akhilesh. You've interviewed him several times. Uh, I mean, are you disappointed with him because he seemed younger and less mulayam-like? Well, you know, uh, I, I, it's a funny thing because his wife is active in politics, and I say active in quotes, in hmm. quotation marks. Um, like Nita Ambani is active in sport. <laughs> 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 Something like that, exactly. And it's still, I found it, is that I saw one interview, one very peculiar interview done uh, by an NRI woman. Remember a couple of years ago, it was, um, uh, and she asked them, she did this interview during the campaign, and this uh, Akhilesh's wife was almost like, I'll have to ask my husband's permission to whether I can do this. I remember. I, and this is supposed to be an educated woman. Uh, this is supposed to be a woman who's supposed to, you know, be campaigning on her own and, and uh, out in the villages by herself. And then she's asking for permission. And so I think there's a dichotomy that we let you do that so much, but not that much. And yeah. I think they're stuck in, a, in another uh, time frame and a world. I think what can, I don't know, what can be done and it's been, to and change it, this? And it's become such an important issue because the rape epidemic, uh, you know, as instead of like we have business pages, international news pages, Page two of the two major dailies is the rape page. Yeah. And sometimes it falls off into page three. In fact, day before yesterday when you came I to office... The, the, the social pages. You, it's just become horrendous. And it's become an epidemic. And I feel that all of us are responsible. We have to do something. We have journalists or women, whichever field there is, we absolutely have to do something. Having these little five-year-olds below five-year-olds, three-year-olds being raped by the neighbors, Accept it. We cannot. Something has to be done. Right. I remember you came to office rather depressed the other day. There were so many uh, rape cases on one page. And I agree we have to do something. But I think what guys like Kapil Sharma, uh, you know, the AAP MLA, what, what they're saying, does more disservice than good when he says that they should be treated as terrorists and All hanged. should be killed. Publicly. Publicly yeah. hanged. Oh I, I think someone needs to tell Mr. Sh- Mishra. Okay, what's his full name? Uh, Kapil Mishra. Kapil Mishra. That um, it's not, um, you know, um, it is not a reflection on the criminal, the punishment he's given. It's a reflection on the society. No, but Abhinandan, so let me come in. So if a society starts advocating and an elected representative, public hangings are, they will not do anything. He'll die whether you executed him in private or in public. But when you hang him in public, you'll have six, eight-year-old children watching. I mean, the moment someone says public hangings... The guy has not thought anything through. No, but let me, t- you know, you, you said about, um, you asked Madhu about, ki, uh, you know, is there something wrong with UP politicians? Let me be horribly uh, generic and say there is something wrong with all politicians. In fact, barring maybe half a dozen uh, during sensitive, you know, reporting or cases or something, please do not approach them for any remarks. Men, men 
पब्लिकली Okay. So you know this really? is yes in a judgment in a judgment making our society into such a dehumanized state where instead of resolving it with um, not resolving but trying to work from bottom up and then with with the culture and with education and with campaigns and we really need to set things up and I I know this is very controversial but I seriously do think that when you think of uh these young men who come in from villages or rural areas or even if they're in urban they they are from the bustis themselves um or they uh, the they are not only in the lower income groups obviously we've seen them in 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 uh, from higher income groups and where there's a lot of incestuous rape and it's many times not reported i think we have to attack it Um, I would like to float the possibility, which ha- where it is, in, where it exists in other countries, where we have um, legalized prostitution, which are run, where where there's medical uh, checkups and there's an age limit where you can only apply for this job, say after the age of 26 or 28, um, and retire with benefits or whatever. I think if we're going to save our girls. in some form we really have to also think about the fact that these young men with a uh, high frustration level high hormones not a- being able to control themselves or be able to or not know what to do but madhu the thing is that obviously there's some madness that i i cannot say that i can i understand yeah, it i don't but there's obviously some madness or craziness that puts all hu- uh, human feelings or any decency it just goes away from their brain and they become mad for those moments yeah deepanjana is just coming in on this madhu just that. like madhu yeah just one thing though madhu the thing is that rape is not about sexual frustration it's not about not getting any it's about power and that's no, i'm sorry it's also about not getting any i don't agree that, with that i don't agree with that at all but the point is that cancel out you don't know you don't know because you have not been in the mind of a rapist I I'm very happy to say I haven't of, but rape no, is me, one second you don't know whether a rapist has done it because of uh, there may be situations yes where a guy has done it because it's it's a case of violence and he's angry and he's frustrated with society and he's like it's the first person or kid but it can also be plain sexual frustration and okay. he has no outlet mm. you don't uh, no. know which one it is I... and it could be five other reasons yeah w- one sec madhu we just need to come in also uh, dipan yeah. you have some to say then i uh, i was just going to say that i think uh, the akhilesh yadav comment that this is the bjp tutoring uh, the victims uh, mother and her sort of about what they're going to say i think that has that connects again to what we were talking about the general misogyny because what we have seen in the course of the reporting is Uh, in fact today itself i think in times of india and quite a few others the mother has turned around and said that i'm livid 
I cannot believe that I was calling for one hour and I didn't get any uh, help. I cannot believe that my daughter had to go through this. Her rage has been very evident. And I don't think these guys understand that a woman can be independently angry without being egged to do this by a political rival. Right. Um, mm. Manisha, sorry, you've spoken. Uh, you want to come in on this before we move on, Kishle? Uh, is, uh, just one question. Is rape only about power or is it about sexual frustration as well? I mean, it's very difficult to say what Madhu said. It's difficult to get into the mind. But obviously, rape is, of course, about power more because, you know, you want to, you want to really show, show that you are, uh, you know, you are in control. And uh, that it triggers from there. What do you think, Anand? I, I would go with Madhu in the sense that I think it's a mix of both. But again, I'm, I'm actually sure there are studies that have been done on this. Uh, you know, psychological profile of a rapist. I'm sure there are scientific studies. So it, it's worth checking up, actually. I think there are all, all, all sorts of rapes. It can't be all power. I yeah, think Madhu exactly. I think there is definitely an element of sexual frustration. But also what happens is the what Madhu said... And again, I, I apologize to the people who I'm going to be referring to to club this in the rape discussion because I don't think they're rapists at all. But I think that, you know, when you, Madhu said that when people from, you know, rural India come and they see a culture that is just so alien to them, we did this story on Chase on the Bouncers and they belong yeah, to this urban that. village. And, you know, in the interviews with them, they were saying, to hum jab bouncer because they have, you know, hardcore jats from their village. So disco mein gaye, to chote chote kacche ke hmm. hai hmm. and, uh, and again, I don't, I want to, I'm not saying that they're rapists, but what I'm saying is the shock that this girl is just wearing something that you can almost see her bum is something that kind of confuses you of how you deal with it. So I do agree that it's not all about power, I think. Rape is not but only I about power. I don't think, but... Just on but Madhu's the, suggestion sorry, sorry, Just one last point, Manisha, about Madhu saying about legalizing prostitution. Yeah, I don't think that is going to help because... Yep. It's as good uh, as legal. Know. Madhu, it's as good as yeah. legal yeah, in every city. I mean, Akko, yeah. Tambaku and... How does how is it got to do with power when a rich person does it to his daughter or his niece or, uh, you know, a brother does it to his sister or whatever? Is that about power? Yes, it's gender no, I think that's yeah. about power. I don't think one excludes the other. It could be about power. It could be about just sexual frustration. Okay, Manisha was um, just coming in on the legalizing prostitution. No, I heard yeah. this a lot from a lot of people. And I, not that I, I haven't followed any research or I don't know what kind of a difference it would make to crime rates. I don't know, I mean, maybe out of choice or not out of choice. I don't know if it's always really a choice. Sometimes you can choose to do something, but there's so many other circumstances in your life that push you towards a certain profession. But... Just the idea of certain women having to deal with all the filth in our society so that our homes are, you know, cleansed of any sort of violence, is, it's revolting to me. Yeah, and, and a lot of people... It's not, it's, not, it's not exactly that. Because there are many, many prostitutes, many uh, sex workers around the world who have written books and spoken about and written articles and have been interviewed in documentaries where they have spoken about how it is a profession of their choice. And it is not, I'm, I'm not talking about sex trafficking. I'm sure that has to be controlled. There's no question of that. But there is, there is a school of thought that believes that there are women who want to do it okay. and choose to do it. Okay. And therefore, if those women who choose to do it, not out of grinding poverty or not because they're forced by 
uh, a, a pimp or a husband or someone. But th those, I, we have a long way to even get to that place. I don't think it's even possible. I'm just floating it as a possibility that is something to discuss. I'm not. I'm not saying that that is the complete solution. Kishle, but I think we yeah. we have to think yeah. of Kish many many. Kishle is coming in on this, mother. Once to second. solve this. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think we're moving away from the moot point of Azam Khan making such a comment mm. and responsible elected representatives of the state making such comments and getting away. I mean, you know, I think there should be a sustained campaign. coverage, campaign, civil society outrage against this because, you know, each time they say something like this, they get away and we forget. Right. So, uh, sorry, just one last point I think I'd like to make is that uh, it's often... Uh, kind of not brought into the limelight that 94% of all rapes in India, uh, the know. victim is known to yeah. the perpetrator. Indeed. You know? Indeed. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. No, I, I was just going to say that, you know, exactly. Uh, stranger rapes are actually a minority because uh, the confidence that you need to be able to do something as heinous as rape involves a certain kind of... Access. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I'm not sure... Um, whether the voluntary prostitution analogy in Western countries in India, uh, mm -hmm. you know, can be compared because you know you can have a, a voting block in the U.S. You know, called Hookers for Hillary, who proudly, you know, can strut their stuff, um, or, or you know, in Australia there was a brothel that actually uh, you know ran a campaign for a president, and they were taken seriously. Uh, and where on the other hand, we're talking about a country like India where. Uh, the buys of Banaras, when they wanted to be part of the Quit India movement, no one less than Bapu Gandhi said, I don't want your support. I will have the movement. You guys are, you know, immoral. You are degenerate. So, so even a man as pure as Bapu Gandhi condemned the buys of Banaras when they wanted to be a part of the movement. So That's funny. He's all, he was always bringing up Christ. He didn't remember Christ's story and yeah. Mary Magdalene. So, yeah, in India, I think that uh, it's it's highly unlikely. Okay, I just want to quickly read out two of the mails that have come uh, from our listeners. First of all, thank you, listeners, yet again, for making this podcast, our last podcast, a record breaker, and us being in the top 50 on news and politics on SoundCloud. Uh, Karthik Nijhavan, our producer, would like to thank you as well, as would Anil Kumar, who's a sound recordist. And uh, I'd also like to just mention there was a two-line email I got from Bikram Das, saying that Abhinandan, your language is horrible. And while I love uh, News Laundry and Hafta, I can't listen to it with parents and children in the same room. Ooh. So I'm sorry, Vikram, I do know I have a foul tongue. I'll try to control it. Um, but yeah, That's I mean... I, we have to make a family show. Yeah, but I know, it's not a family <laughs> show. I don't know, but he has a point. You know, again, I'd like to know what the panel thinks. Like, I really like listening to Bill Maher's podcast, though, you know, when my nephew comes into, town, uh, into the room, I have to stop it. I like listening to, you know, a lot of other stuff. But I think what uh, our producer can do is to beep out your uh, fervent abuses and, no, you know, beeping language. is no fun. Yeah, to bolo, yeah, if, if at all. Bolo. I mean, Matlab. if at all, one must curtail it. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, Deepanjana, you have a view on this? Um, I think it's local flavor. I don't <laughs> think we should lose it. The, uh, Kishle? You're the boss. Everyone should know that Madhu, Kartik is holding like two thumbs up because he wants to hear Abhinandan swear so much. Madhu, what, yeah. what you weigh on on this? Uh, I didn't hear the last part. Uh, the basically, you know, this uh, listener said that you know he really likes our podcast, but it's kind of 
uncomfortable because of my foul tongue the kind of language i sometimes use to listen to it with his children or parents in the same room and i and i understand what he's saying he has a point bikram das yeah there's a problem actually it is because even as a grandmother i've been told to clean up my language and i have to be so careful in front of my grandchildren so itthe te ulti ganga veri hai your children are telling you amma dekh dekh tu bigad jaye my children are tell me listen they'll see they can hear everything they understand everything what's your language So this is a brain uh, basic soap in my mouth for a bit now. Okay, I Anand, can tell you if you if you have a small kid, do not drive in a car around Delhi because <laughs> he will listen to. It. Oh my God! Yeah, honestly. So you horrible. abuse in front of your child? Well, I mean, I I don't know. What, I have apologized. Yeah, so, I have apologized so, to him. So, you know, like so, sorry about so that. So I'll just <laughs> get it. Tell our huh? listeners. He gets it. Of course he, he gets it. Course you know, I I'll just tell you where I'm coming from, Bikram, and I will. I promise I'll try to. But the uh, interesting bit is to see your you know elderly. you know in in-laws father-in-law doing it that that gives you a lot of joy <laughs> <laughs> oh he does that when he sees you <laughs> no but uh, vikram i'll just tell you i i see where you're coming from i personally don't find anything wrong with foul language i'll be honest with you uh, i don't uh, really insulate my you know uh, sister's kids from it either much to her annoyance but yeah i mean i i take your point so i'll try and uh, the next email i have is from rajiv rao it's a really long email so i'll quickly tell you what rajiv has to say he has a lot of nice things to say about us and why he listens to us and uh, is he a subscriber uh, he is a subscriber actually he says he There you know gives a, a, a little bit but what he's saying is he's against us making our um Uh, podcasts behind a paywall I, i hope i'm not missing uh, mixing up two dhiraj kal kal gutkar's email with his but i've got two in front of me no sorry dhiraj is the one who's talking about subscription he's just talking about uh, he has a critique on madhu saying that many people uh, you know about the abortion thing he says unless there's statistical data we should not claim anything as whether many or less or more are doing it so madhu that's for you <laughs> okay he has something for anand as well he has thanked me for suggesting your book kishle so he's buying it so you can give me 10% of that royalty thanks so much abhinandan <laughs> <laughs> and and he has madhu he has a huge critique on bennett and coleman and paid news so yeah that's that's an email from rajiv thanks rajiv for writing into us and you can see this email on our um website there's one thing i would like to ask i mean through hafta our listeners is that now we are in the top 50 please give us suggestions how we can be in top 10 yes please please do suggest that to us Uh, now uh, yes and to the subscribers um, because to be honest sorry just to continue with that kishle because we haven't really changed the format right. so i'm wondering if you know whether we need to do something over and above what we're doing that would bring us from top 50 to top sure. 10 Like yeah no and uh, to the subscribers and to the uh, other listeners you know yesterday was abhinandan's birthday oh um, dear god 68th Yay. birthday and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's sending abhi tak kawara hai bechara is the indian yes. benjamin button okay can we can we just move on okay now um, now madhu can you hear us yeah before we get on to quickly the rest of the news i just had this one question Uh, this is from my experience on the road a few days ago with some kavadiyas uh, for those of you <laughs> who don't know what kavadiyas are they are these guys who are basically they walk from wherever village they are they go to hardwar i think and fill water and walk back and this is the season so you know barefoot the, the up the shiv highway temple in their village it's basically the shiv for temple shiv and the, so the up uh, the highway the, to dehradun it's it's full of kavadiyas and yeah. every time accident and they burn some vehicle 
and it's become bigger and bigger an event so you know now there's mehroli mg road there there and at night there's blaring music happening sheila ki jawani type and they're dancing it's kind of like a rave now now it's yeah. like a party and, and when your car goes thing. you know they will not make way they look at you you know with with a kind of aggression that come i want to fight i found the same tendency in bombay when visarjan happens that you know if your car is in the middle of a procession that's going for ganesh visarjan they go like they bang your car tak 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 and they look at you that i won't move what can you do there's this aggression i want to fight kya ukhad lega kya ukhad lega now my view is that's because the rest of the year see it's not like no one from here has ever done a kavadiya have you ever done no right no. No. because it is just one <laughs> class of people who does it right and this is the time when they say now there are 100 of us on the road and your big car can't do shit because the rest of the year you shit on us so i understand that aggression same thing in bombay i mean i don't see any other than the shilpa shetty doing that photo op and whatever that some this big baba something ka baba lal bag ka raja or something lal bag ka raja ha they go there Bacchara. and everyone says baba and you know those lal bag raja minders are pushing people i mean i don't know why people even go there anyway so um, you know there was videos of them you know just pushing people get out of here get out of here but a certain class does this whereas if you are in bengal during durga puja and i have been there several times i don't see this aggression I don't you seen us when someone Let sings the Rabindra Sangeet in a wrong tune. No, but I, no, <laughs> but misquotes a poem. That's no, when saying, we react. Is, 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 is it much. is it because there Durga Puja, everyone you know the richest to the poor, everyone is on the street together. So there is no that this is my time to show you your place. I I just want you to think about it and tell me what is this about? Why is there this aggression in these two in in Ganesh Chaturthi in in Bombay? Yeah. So I don't think so. It's about class. I I think it's about political patronage. Hmm. I think it's entirely because these are these local councillors, local MLAs. These this is these are, this is the vote bank, okay? Uh, that these politicians have, and they the know Kavariyas that Kavariyas are also vote bank. This time, in fact, this year is uh, significantly they are actually um, uh, moving around with the national flag, right? Uh, good or bad, but so there's uh, what what has happened is that they somehow that nationalism, patriotism has been brought into them. but the aggression that you're talking about of uh, you know what the hell are you going to do to me comes from the fact that they have tremendous political patronage and it's very uh, true about you know shiv sena patronage in maharashtra and about you know the local patronage political patronage in delhi and other places madhu what do you think why is it that it's not like that in bengal are they just I nicer people no i have no idea but i think that what strikes me whenever i see them on the roads in delhi is that they genuine the passion the energy and i it just makes me think every single time that you know the these the young people and most of them are very young that they have um it's just waiting to be harnessed if it could be harnessed for something that could be good in terms of for them and their communities and around them it would be so much more useful to them and to everyone around i don't see it's it as energy and passion it's just anger i, don't, I, don't, I just see I anger and aggression i frankly i don't identify with that religious fervor i find it a wasted wasted resource anand you know i have a very strange you might say quirky philosophical look towards this and it is because i think i've in fact i i would like to talk uh, this over with madhu when we have our podcast separate podcast on religion but the fact is uh, you know india is a religious country and i have been actually stuck in a kavadiya 
procession if i can call it that as well as a mohram procession which was quite scary actually because you know you, the sight was the blood uh, <laughs> yes um uh, the fact is i've i kind of have started to like this and i'll tell you why because i like cows on the streets as well <coughs> they remind cows? us cows. yes cows buffaloes dogs animals they kind of remind us that we have taken their space you know it's a very we must go to quirky uh, philosophical or whatever you can call it look about it but it calms me down it it kind of gives me the impression that look you know this is uh, so our, call it I call mean, me a defeatist i mean you know uh, this is what i want to talk to uh, talk with madhu about it because i want to link it with if you remember there is this uh, uh, mythical pull or bridge between sri lanka and india it's and not mythical ram setu well i mean it is mythical for heaven's sake i don't need the irony there but the point is that swami doesn't want that to be uh, uh, you know uh, taken over so that the ships can pass through that mm. dredging yeah yeah dredging i i want to discuss that because you know in uh, how much more will you succumb to religion taking over your psyche and i think the whole point is you you can either do it uh in a very cheerful fashion like i like i have come to you know mm. okay fine i accept this ki bhai theek hai and then it kind of calms you down ki chalo yaar kar lo so uh, another note to calm so, you down so you know people so, people so, get so perturbed they see cows on the in the morning you know yeah there's this thing i love that on the th- so it, i'll draw the equivalent comparison yeah. on the thought highway yeah that belongs to religion yeah. you are trying to take that over with logic <laughs> so religion are the kavadiyas and the dogs and the cows and the cats yes. and you are trying to put your on the guardian hot logic. highway anand is the cow sitting in the middle <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening here but, but why do you think this is manisha i don't think it's got anything to do with class it's got to do with the participants kavadiya are young men only so is the Ganesh Ganesh Sajjan. Sajjan. Durga Sajjan. Sajjan. Durga Puja is more young. Sajjan is actually quite mixed. It's young to middle age. But that whole thing they do na when they climb up and whatever. Yeah, they break that, that's whatever. a different thing. That's okay. uh, Janmashtami. Do that around, uh, now they do that all the time. But so, but I think the participants in these two. Uh, it's age according to you. It's age okay. and it's men. Whereas As opposed to Durga Puja, where you have women, children, older people coming and joining. Yeah. Uh, so the thing with Durga Puja, uh, just socio-culturally and historically, it's worth keeping in mind that it is what is called a Shorbojanin Puja, which means uh, community. It is for the puja. entire community, and it has you been. You mean Sarvajan Puja? Sarvajan. Shorbojanin. You can't say Sarvajan. You have to say Sarvajanin. What is that? Just like Shorbojanin. Just like when a Bengali says, "Oh, your name is Abhinandan," I said, "No, it's Abhinandan." Abhinandan. I said, "No, it's Abhinandan." <laughs> See, my aggression was surging up <laughs> when you said whatever it was that you said. I shall not sully my mouth with that stuff. But anyway, the point is that um, culturally, the whole point of Durga Puja has been that all aspects and all strata of society must be involved in it. So there is the story that I think everybody knows that. Um, traditionally the the clay that is used to sculpt the uh, durga uh, idol has uh, bits from the uh, has soil from every person's house including that of the sex so worker it's a community yeah. thing so the whole point was that the entire community will come and bond once a year for 8 days across a set of rituals which are which are not religious almost in that sense what puja gets done is almost secondary you go to durga puja to have the food to hang out with other people it's a meeting ground 
when visarjan happens it's interesting also to keep in mind that durga puja is one of those rare cases where women are very actively involved in the pre visarjan rituals hmm. you cannot take the puja uh, the pratima or the idol out until this whole sindhu so you're not saying it's thing. the gender's involvement that makes it it's less it's a social imp- uh, social so, so it is involvement i do problem. think it's also <laughs> what you had said earlier that you have had a left government in uh, west bengal for so long yeah the, the that the class divide is not that you know i'll just like to share one more quick anecdote and then we'll move on to the next uh, when we were shooting highway my plate and i've driven across this country there is not a district i haven't been to and i i had an experience in bengal where you know we were in this suv because we used to go to nagaland arunachal so we had big cars five men from delhi not all pleasant looking rocky mayura really large guys there was the aggressive prashant and and we went on to the wrong side of a highway that was being built in just outside calcutta uh it, it was inside calcutta and you know half was being built half was kacha so there was a long line on the half that was built so we of course like good delhi guys just got onto the kacha side and said pelt it you know overtake everyone and up front there was this one laborer he looked about 60 he must have been 40 but because of hard labor looked 60 you know with that garden watering thing they are spraying tar all over the place mm-hmm. so he saw a car come so i said of course he's going to move you know which which part of the country will uh thin guy in a chaddi and a phata hua banyan laborer stand in the way of this suv he just took that and just sprayed tar all over our car <laughs> Yay. and then said in bengali bade jawar rasgulla mishti doi whatever that what <laughs> no, are you doing he said obhinandan it's a kochu taking what are you doing on the wrong side and he told us like fuck Lovely. off go to the i want to meet this guy yeah, <laughs> now yeah. i was so impressed i want to like shake that guy's hand i was like in delhi can you imagine a laborer on the road taking on an suv with five guys in it and survive let's, let's face it it's not going <laughs> to happen there is something in bengal where class has been eliminated and i think the aggression in in the in the north and in ganesh chaturthi where they bank cars and want to pick a fight and they don't do that in bengal i think class has a lot to do well, with can it can i just bust the myth out here yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> well bengal is the most elitist and classist uh, of states in this country uh, right from you know bankim chandra chatterjee to mamta banerjee entirely upper <laughs> <Mamdadi>. caste <laughs> entirely upper caste so then the the, the literature the cultural uh, even whatever. the communist even the communist cpi i mean what it, all, there is an enormous the, brahmin hegemony enormous brahmin hegemony is there in bengal and bengal somehow tries to you know be no in, but to be fair of, what we can give credit to these upper caste extremely uh, privileged people bhadralok uh, yeah, as you call not them. very bhadra most of the time but anyway is that in a lot of cases there has been a very sharp awareness that there are inequalities that need to be dealt with that's that's one thing that actually I a lot of the reformists were from bengal weren't yeah, they yeah. even they were your, upper caste yeah, but, but upper still, class but they still in sense of denial what i'm saying is that this denial that there there the other castes don't even exist yeah sure but i you know everybody everybody is like upper but, caste but why why do you call you know nice people bhadda log 80 punjab te bhadda log means they the bhadde log ki hain उटीज a bit much and then i was just discussing it before it started i said it's been over talked over done it's just 
just finished. And if, and if the GST rate ends up being above 20%, then everyone will get a kela. That's going to be, that's going to mean the death. So, sorry, uh, Krishla has to leave. Uh, thanks, Krishla, for joining us. Hopefully, you'll stay till the end next time. Yeah. Excuse myself. Thanks so much. Okay, even Madhu has to leave. We are being abandoned. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Man overboard. Lady overboard. Okay, Madhu, enjoy yourself in Bombay. Bye. Have fun. Bye, Madhu. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Yeah, now I was saying as just GST. I don't know what the fuss is about. GST is glutathione as transfer is. Oh, you accuse me of bad jokes. You see, bad the log, bad the log. Huh. I have nothing to say on this. I think it's just over talked of and and at the end of the day I don't think anyone's actually understood anything about GST after hearing any of the panels because no one's clear on this. We've got like it was such a great example of knee jerk reaction at its best. We must have GST. What are we doing with it? Who knows? Use big words. It'll be fine. I mean, it's VAT. Basically, it's, it's just actually, a tax. It's not VAT. See, it clubs it's VAT. It's going to be more service tax. Yeah, but no, that not. depends on where they peg it. See, one, I agree with you. All the panels, they start off on a position of, you know, at a macro level with the regular view can't understand. I mean, I understand the, the, the value of having a simplified tax regime. My only thing is that the celebrations are a bit premature. As I think some panelists also pointed out that, see, right now, if you buy something in Delhi, you'll see like, Khana itne ka tha, phir VAT 20%, then whatever service tax, itta percent, phir kuch it's tax, all going to get clubbed. So it's just clubbed into one tax and there's 50-50. The states will keep 50% of that tax and the center will keep 50%. Because right now, you know, there was a state-imposed VAT and there was a sales tax in the state. So all that goes. So there's no multiple taxation. And tax pay tax. Matlab, you know, when you've already added tax, then another tax comes. So you are taxing a taxed amount. So I see the value there. But the specific, I'm talking about the celebration that this will bring prices down. No, services will, will be expensive that will, No, but that will only depend on what they peg it at, right? Because we don't know. Cause if, if it's going to be at 18 at four, is what they're saying, then services will be more expensive. Services will be more expensive. It's so not going to be cheap. It's going to hurt. And which is why uh, BJP would probably want to get it done now, then closer to elections where uh, higher prices would affect their chances of coming because back. Because it will need about so it two makes years sense for them to, to stabilize according to somebody. I forget I who I was, I was watching. Will be cheaper. Uh, I was watching Barkha's show. She was talking to the chief economic advisor. And a good point was made, which is that when the government is saying that because of the GST, uh, the prices would come down. Uh, and government would earn more revenue, the GDP would increase by 1% to 1.5%, does that mean that the income tax would go down? That's an interesting thing. So maybe during, you know, when 2019, BJ, when, when, if, big, if, if the, uh, uh, the government starts to get a lot of revenue via GST, maybe would, they would actually slash the income tax to... Well, if they listen to uh, Mr. Swami, <laughs> income tax should not exist. We should yes. just do away with income tax altogether. Yes. Okay, yes. now we have a letter from Dheeraj Kalgutkar. He says, Hi, News Learning team. Over the time I have listened to News Learning Hafta, I've heard and read people asking you guys to dive a little more deeper into the Hafta. And basically, he goes on to say that you know, he's a subscriber. He says, yes, I'm an arm subscriber and quite proud to be part of News Laundry in my own small way. Yay. But he feels that we shouldn't keep deep dive only for subscribers because he thinks, you know, as many people as possible should have the benefit of listening to news. Uh, almost like, he doesn't use the word human right, but he says it's a right. Uh, but uh, he does try to address how do you become sustainable and how do you become a viable option. So... Yeah, I mean, thanks for your You know, feedback. I sort of agree with him. I do feel that news should be free. You would you as a journalist socialist, and that's fine. Socialist, no, but, but communist. No, as a but journalist, I think it's, it's good for her to think so because 
to make it make it sustainable is not her job so we should not burden okay. her with it that's my job hmm. to figure out how do we make this sustainable Fair enough. but there has yeah. to be able to make it, but i don't think reporters should be thinking about that i think reporters should work thinking everyone's going to get access to this Yeah. Yeah, in an ideal world of course it would be great to have free access to everything and in many ways we have been spoiled by the internet where there was a period when you could access everything for free and it was a wonderful magical time I think for a lot of us especially I think in India because we were opening up to the world in more ways than just one. But that said, I do think that um those who are consuming the news should think about the fact that this doesn't happen automatically. The the fact that a reporter goes out and discovers something of reports on something a commentator educates themselves hopefully to give you an informed uh, point of view none of this happens for free hmm. and if a journalist tomorrow had to do journalism for free no one would do it no one would and that's do why it. you won't get many bright minds because they you know they they won't do so no, just a very small amount of people want to struggle throughout their lives Indeed. most of them want to do something they enjoy but at the same time they have to have they a life they should be able to make their living from yeah. it and that's not an unreasonable expectation to have i think and uh, so you can read what dheeraj has to say on our website uh, www.newslaundry.com and in the last um, you know line he he has some ideas of how we can actually yeah, make it sustainable that you know we should gifts like t-shirts and stuff but the uh, last few lines are last time i wrote when abhinandan joked about donating blood to support news laundry which made me start subscribing and pay money <laughs> your La- jokes can actually lead to something good <laughs> lastly thanks for listening <laughs> thanks for listening to all of you thanks that's something very special and valued which may which many which not many do big hug to the team big hug dheeraj jaffi puffi pra thanks for subscribing they if more people like dheeraj don't subscribe you know uh, next week there'll be more blood donation <laughs> and uh, this time there's going to be manisha go donate some blood anand abhi zara karo mainu thoda anemia hai to nahi kar sakta te tusi zara blood donate karke aao okay and week after that it's you uh, dipanjana okay so um that i think is save, every day of the week for me if you want to save me. these three people please subscribe to news laundry <laughs> click on i pay to keep news free and write into us saying please keep manisha Anand and the Panjana's blood and like Amar Akbar Anthony all the blood that is being drained through pipes in, together in Rupa Roy's how yeah. cool is that <laughs> so guys please subscribe yeah and uh, before i read the last letter um Anandi Ben Patel resigns quickly guys let's let's try to finish everything up in 10 minutes uh, i think we can discuss the rss uh, the piece you know the trafficking Oh yes the RSS I think that piece. was a major okay, we thing we should yeah. discuss that yeah. piece but Anand Ben resigned because Anandi of Anand Ben uh, because of Anand on Anandi quickly <laughs> Anand on Anandi why did she resign because she's 75 because no the 75 thing is complete bunkum because there are so many other people who are also 75 but again you know in politics it's so tough to comment because you know people say are you know wo keh rahi hai to mano unki baat chalo kya kare Manisha well, uh, gossip is that it's because of Aisha because hmm. no one turned up at his dalit rally in up and he got really pissed and she stepped down because he was upset with everything one that second, was happening in up no one lined up why will she step down because it all started with uh, Achha, the dalit uprising Not there being able to handle luna um, uh, i'm more inclined to believe gossip than uh, the <laughs> statement <laughs> sorry about that but that just this is the world we live in that gossip sounds but way more credible but one thing on this dalit movement which is really exciting is the you know with technology whatsapp and facebook and certain like scroll had a piece on this also that 
people in una care about rohit vemular like in a dalit uh, protest this is only because you can see now various movements across the country and you can get inspiration out of that so there is this if this is happening in una we will stand up in up or if something happens in hyderabad we're going to bring that up in our rally and you know so there's this nice consolidation that's happening because of new you media know, because of whatsapp facebook but I, but i think it's a little it's a bit of a double edged sword because yes on one hand the ex- extended and the easier communication is great and it allows for solidarity like you're saying but i think it also creates a situation where there's a lot more tokenism so rohit vemula now has become a symbol what he stood for what he was fighting for what led to him leaving one student union and joining another uh we're losing nuances a lot in an effort to circulate more very good point in this case i don't i mean i don't think okay. so i think it just allows you to come together okay um now sec- we also because i think just to add on to what dipsha said how many dalit icons are there who are beyond the you know being called <coughs> corrupt or beyond the you know being called political and not alive. many Not and alive and well yeah you know yeah. at a national so, stage so for example between mayawati and rohit vermula i would say a young person would you know sure young urban person wants to, to find yeah Vermeer. you know but uh, but i i think the extent of the denying that there is any caste problem in our country is still there and that just blows me away i'm like where are these people living i mean they say that although i was very encouraged by the poll on news laundry but maybe the news laundry reader is more discerning and Definitely. smarter <laughs> because a they were the thing about that caste oppression exists but we are blind to it because it's so common that is not the general narrative on twitter if you see most people so i so i was very encouraged that means news on reviewers are smarter and also the bit about is the barkha and arnab battle good for media or not you know most people say who cares it's fun so you know we have a discerning <laughs> discerning uh, <laughs> uh, also uh, i just uh, let anand tell us about the last story and its repercussions the rss story but before that <clears throat> i saw an um, a poll on i think abp that who do you see as the chief minister of up and i think uh, the people on that were mayawati was number 1 and someone was number 2 and yogi adityanath was number 3 and i saw mr modi start his gorakhpur this thing on stage starting off with yogi adityanath the man who had whose video had come saying that this is how we should reach muslims a lesson he was on stage when there was another guy talking about raping dead you know muslim women and stuff now i and and i also saw a banner this was shown on a television channel in this is again up no it's in in bombay ki ha main hindu rashtravadi hu with modi's image so the positioning of hindu nationalists him appearing with someone like yogi adityanath who has who was being you know excuse as a loony fringe i am convinced and i am com- convinced like i'm convinced of gravity that this hindu goraksha thing is not some spoilers doing this this is a strategy for consolidating the vote bank and i think it's working i hope i it I, i think the whole development bankum i would i would be surprised if there are any people who still believe that shit i mean after that appearance in gorakhpur and that banner in um uh, maharashtra what what is the doubt that the agenda is not a hindu nationalism agenda i'm blown away someone has to convince me otherwise of that 
I don't know how you how anybody sort of ignored the Hindu Rashtrawadi angle because they didn't. Nobody. No, but the but the 2014 election was completely supposedly development. A word, the loony fringe did not utter a word. It was all about development, which is why he got that mandate. Yeah. Actually, I, you know, about the development thing, I'm not so sure whether he got the mandate because of the development. To be honest, I mean, if you look at 70, how many was it? 72 seats in the UP. They weren't because of development. Mm. They were because of, you know, polarization. Let's be honest about it. And the whole fact is this is not just, and I've said this before, uh, you know, I, I have found Narendra Modi to be complicit with these guys, you know, when he does not say anything, when he stays silent on when people like Yogi Adityanath, you know, say all that. And he said a lot about, I think last time, um, said something about Shah Rukh Khan and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. He said that and, you know, and Shiv Sena blacking the face of uh, and uh, Fadnavi is keeping quiet about it. And, uh, you know, so he is, you know, there is this thing. The whole point is, it is not... Uh, uh, you know, the do- just the domain of BJP, because what the other parties want, and you can clearly see, is now they want this Dalit Muslim unity. Okay, they want this consolidation. Like today, Mayawati has said that Dalit or Muslim uh, ko you know, something unit unit karke isko harao. So mm-hmm. the the what from the BJP's perspective is that you know we are polarizing. They are everyone is polarizing. So if they don't, you know, on development, they're going to lose. This is what they think. Because what, what is the development that has happened by these 72 MPs that have come to uh, UP? Uh, yeah, UP. Zilch. Mm. So it is always going to happen. And this is uh, something... I, 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 I still believe that if they have a completely divisive agenda, I, I do still have faith in the human spirit and optimism. I think it will be rejected. There will be momentary gains. But ultimately, I, I think that cannot hold, that can't sustain. I think Abhinandan, one has to really dig deep into this. I think BJP cannot come to power without a divisive agenda. It is impossible. Uh, do you mean BJP in particular or anybody? Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, we call it, uh, you know, we, we call it very exceedingly poisonous when BJP does it. And they do it. You know, for example, you communalize and you divide this thing. All other parties do it. You know, caste situation and, you know, the, the way they distribute the tickets and everything. You know, so it's not just just the do- exclusive domain of BJP, but I think BJP will not, uh, you know, shirk from. Yeah, uh, but I think it's a different. I, I would so what not. Is, what is going to happen is what BJP is doing right now is they have these, you know, clutch of uh, a dozen good ministers who are on this development track. Come what may, you they're going to build the highways. They are going to, uh, you know, this shining power India school. power plant. But ye vote nahi laenge. Because in order for, you know, our GDP is $1,400. America is 70000 You know, unless you, you, you bring, uh, you come to a middle-income economy, fifteen dollars to $20,000, you, you cannot win an election unless you divide yeah, the whole Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm just one thing that I... <coughs> or anti-incumbency. What so. I disagree with is when we club BJP with the rest, mm. you know, it's like clubbing the guy who beats his wife with the guy who says, I will hold the purse strings of the house because I'm a male. Both are chauvinistic but one of them is beating his wife so i think it's it's like saying that the white supremacists in the us are the same as the black panthers they're not so in because the the power dynamic has to be a consideration of the context in which these yeah, forces operate so huh, they operate you know now in the last two years the goraksha guys who are going wrecking havoc and here i actually thought of you ibn was running a story on atrocities against Dalits. 
since 2014 they have risen higher than they had in the last 6 years according to the national crime bureau wo jo data aata hai the ncrb data ncrb data and substantially high in fact 20 2014 was uh, the last data they have or 2015 and it has zoop it's gone really high and i saw this guy in rajasthan bashing up this you know i don't know where is dalit or muslim he saying hum neta banenge kal ke neta hain the understanding is that this is what you have to do to become a neta this is not the same as giving tickets to people of your own community or to a particular community because that is there fine if there is a predominantly muslim population a musliman ko ticket do yahan bani hai baniyon ko ticket do that's not the same thing as saying ab jaake us baniyon ko peeto or you know the baniyas they get together and bash up the dalit and so this consolidation that's so that's a very fair point that's a very fair point uh, but i would just add a rider to that i accept what you're saying i mean there is a distinct difference but the fact is you see every terrible incident abhorrent incident that comes out almost immediately or you know in the wake of it you would find the other community indulging in the same and this is why one has to really look at the statistics time and again you know time and again i say so for example no doubt from although the 2015 16 ncrb data is not out yet you know it's out in batches in uh, lok sabha mm. somebody says is whatever but from 2012 to 13 and 13 to 14 there were 33% jump in dalit atrocities now you can say that look under bjp it is probably 40% or something but uh, what i would say is 33% is not something you know no it's be... not good but the point so, is that it's one thing to i mean in an ideal world there wouldn't be a rise right in an ideal exactly. world it would so be coming th- down but that is an ideal world and there is a difference between having what is called a steady rise right which is like a couple of percentages and having a jump because a jump indicates that there is a certain degree of support that is being given right yeah. um and that so, is disturbing because i mean i don't think i think that's the other thing that has changed in the last few years which is that i don't think the minority so called minority element or the, the i would prefer to call them downtrodden rather than minority i don't think they do lash back i mean we're talking today about una because there hasn't been that kind of a response to uh, dalit atrocities um when no, was there the la- lash back in so, the sense i mean yeah. for example there was a case in i think in in agra where a muslim urinated on a dalit there was a case in kerala where you know 15 two dozen muslims you know they thrashed a dalit because he was marrying a muslim woman hmm. so what i'm saying is that you know it is absolutely right in saying that this is these are disgusting abhorrent incidents and i you know i've, I've said this in the piece and the, the whole point is take bjp i take bjp to task not because under congress or under upa there still were incidents okay i take them to task because it is their bloody responsibility to make sure such incidents do not happen the the rate does not increase the rate decreases drastically but in, but in their case it's political strategy it's not just a question of not addressing it see there's a difference in not addressing it there's a difference in inefficiency and it being a political strategy to make an event your flagship event to kick off entire movement the ram janmabhoomi movement was a political event it was not about fixing an old building it was about you know completely getting a full consolidated attempt to consolidate a vote bank or to get a certain political movement give it energy which was dying the right. bjp so similarly there is one thing where we get together and beat up someone because we don't like what he's done with our daughter mother sister whatever ki shaadi kar there's another thing to use that as a political tool to kick off a movement where that becomes your direction 
to consolidate a vote. So again, there's violence and then there's violence as strategy. I agree there's violence, but violence as strategy, I am saying is unique to BJP. That is a very interesting point. One has to, I mean, I, I would like to read more about this. Mm. Okay, now, really lastly, we'll quickly come to, I honestly haven't read this story because of my wonderful day yesterday, which was 20 hours long. I boarded a flight at 7 in the morning and I got back home at 2 in the morning. Um, so, uh, there was this uh, story which was done by Cobra Post and by Outlook on RSS recruiting people. Anand, yeah. just tell us quickly what the story is about for yeah, our so viewers who haven't read it. Right, so... Yeah, the, I mean, the story was, I think, Neha Dixit uh, uh, authored that piece yeah. in Outlook. It was an 11,000-word piece. 11,350, as they put right <laughs> up on top. That, yes. you know, let it yes. not be said, we did not warn you. And there's an FIR being filed against the author and the magazine and the publisher. And why is the FIR being filed? I mean, on what? For si uh, inciting communal tension, apparently, <laughs> which is laughable at wow, its best. Yeah. Wow. Now, you see, that. so basically what the story entails is that RSS, one, one of the uh, uh, organizations of RSS. Two. No? Two, organizations, two organizations. Two organizations. They actually uh, took 31 children from Assam and deposited uh, 20 of them in Gujarat and 11 of them in Punjab in schools that are run by RSS, uh, RSS the same organization. And uh, the story was on that. And the story also said that the parents have not been allowed to uh, either talk children, or meet the, ch you know, yeah. the children. The children haven't been sent back home and they right. can't contact them. Yeah. Now, you see, the thing is, as I've, I've always said, that you know, read the writing, not the writer. Uh, a lot of um, abuse has, you know, uh, been directed against Neha Dikshit. Now, there is no doubt, even she would accept that, you know, she is a left, you know, she's a left-wing, this thing. And if you were to read uh, a left-wing writer with a left-wing ideology, if you were to read, uh, you know, just many of her pieces, it comes out very directly. For example, her 2014 piece uh, in uh, Foreign Policy on the dictatorial thing that Modi government is coming out. And more importantly, uh, her recent piece in Wire, which gave a profile, which in my opinion was totally one-sided profile of uh, Professor Nivedita Menon of JNU, where she absolutely didn't talk about, you know, her uh, views on, uh, you know, where the uh, PCPA, which is a, you know, a Maoist wing is, she thinks it's non-violent and, you know, so many other views. Now, the point is that's given, you know, that's, that's her position. But you look at what she has written rather than who's writing it. And what she's written, no doubt, out of, I would say, 500 to 1,000 words out of the 11,000 uh, are absolutely factual. And RSS and the Wait, organization... did you just say 1,000 <laughs> out of 11,350 <laughs> no, words are let, factual? Let me, Talk about the documentary evidence that Yes, so what I would say is because I, you know, I, mm. I know the, the writer, what the feelings of the writer are, let me first concentrate on the factual bits out of that piece. That's what I mean. And RSS is complete, blatantly at fault because they violated the rules. Not only that. What rules are they violated? So they violated uh, many agreements that India has uh, uh, under United well, Nations. Well, one, one. Uh, one basic one that is that children, uh, particularly girls under 16, are not to be sent out of so the I, state. I was just coming to that. More than all the agreements of the with the United Nations that India is a you know signee to. Uh, the most important bit is they violated the Supreme Court order of September 2010, which says that children under 12 cannot 12, be taken six. out of the Northeast. Now, ironically, this uh, judgment of Supreme Court came about because uh, 75 children were actually trafficked uh, to Tamil Nadu by missionaries. 
and it is ironical that RSS is actually, you know, mm. so now that the RSS says it is not trafficking because we got the consent from the uh, the parents, which is a fair point. Which is a fair point, but Neha says which that is a the consent point though. Consent, consent was in English. The consent form was in English, and it is not very clear whether the parents knew what they were. Signing, signing up for. Also, some of the consents were late. Like they had already been sent, and the notice okay, is like so a the one month. So they are educating so these children for according what? According to me, uh, no. For what the are they educating thing, these children for? So, uh, I mean, according to this is the rest of the ten thousand words mm. that come in. That you know, Neha goes to Gujarat, goes to Punjab, visits the schools, and her opinion is, which I fa very fair opinion according to me. Although it's not, you know, I won't say these are facts. She's stating this is her point of view, and she doesn't have video evidence. That they are being trained into this Hindu cultural kind of thing. Get up at six o'clock in the morning, so that they can replicate you know. it in the northeast. So this is the maybe. I, I okay. Don't know. But okay. you know, this is this is how the, the training is being given. Is this Hindu? I the you impression know, that's given is of that of a kind of army almost like being created. Now I've always felt RSS is like you know the Vatican. You know, there's like you know delusional druids mm. who are you know making fools of the gullible. Of course, they have an agenda, and they keep on harping about so many other things that it's all actually childish, re mm. irrelevant. I would say, danda leke subah subah chhe baje nikal jana kyu hai? You know, kya zorat hai uski? So there's a lot of stuff. In fact, I should write something on this. Right. Plus, they are never critical of their quote-unquote heroes. You know, so they would never criticize. गोलवालकरुपीम को and i doubt if they would because this is a clear violation but, but i think what's ironic is that the government of india arjuna this government of india government of assam has filed a case not against the rss for violating a supreme court order they have filed a case against the reporter the journalist and the and publication the, uh, and uh, in rajasthan something similar has happened um in fact the rajasthan bazar patrika has been banned from getting any government ads which is fine because you know i think ads in any case compromise everyone in some way or the other But sure, but the reasoning is messed is up. It's messed up that they won't get it because of. I just think the way the media is being attacked, um, I would think people in news would be more alarmed, but they're not, and that economy is very, very disappointing. I think it's shocking what's happening uh, when it comes to filing cases, and when the UPA did it with that section sixty-six, sixty-six A, with good reason there was a campaign against them. but these guys are very clever they aren't introducing any new legislation they are using old legislations to do exactly what mr kapil sibbal and his cronies were doing a boy has been arrested for liking a pro kashmiri azadi indeed this thing picked up off in the Madhya middle Pradesh of a train railway station <clears throat> so again i think anyone who thinks that you know section 66 is gone and you know th this government is very good i would say they are 10 times worse because they are 10 times smarter you are right but again i would say you see all these instances i'm sorry you know i don't want to harp on and on about it but i just want to be factually you know mamta trinamool has done exactly the same thing hmm. now he, here is what the thing is uh, one can and should be critical of the bjp but at the same time let us realize that this is a politician working thinking that look 
come what may i am not going to give you freedom and that is why i feel ki we we actually are i mean i have no hesitation in hesitation in siding with robert wadra we are a banana republic but but the thing anand is and the this point is, is the, justice the, is, the thing that it has always been like this argument which comes up fairly often is see when the upa was doing what they were doing i was sitting in dharna against the upa na i wasn't sitting in dharna against rss hmm. i could have said atal ji ne bhi yahi kiya tha chodo ye gulwalkar ne bhi yahi kiya tha you have to talk against who is there right now i gherao manmohan singh's house i didn't gherao modi's house because he will be pm or atal because he was pm the problem is the person who is doing it right now you cannot say he also did a, one has to go hammer and tongs against them and people will people are if i don't are see given that. the i don't see that i don't see and i will tell you if modi's house is gherawed like manmohan's was i would like to see what happens i really would like to see what happens the, i think that's a fear psychosis that has crept in i don't think it will be, happen but rangdal goons out there bashing the shit out of everyone we can abuse manmohan all we want but you know 400 of us who went and did what we did if we were to do that with them there will be 10000 goons out there who will be shabashi they'd be followed by this prime minister I mean, we saw, and said go and do this we by saw the way, small kejriwal ke ghar ke aage ab section 144 lag gaya you no, cannot hata the police has said hatao acha ha okay so now the last mail is from jyoti dubey who is a subscriber and she is also the person responsible one of the people responsible that you can hear our voice so clearly because she was one of the sponsors of these mics we are holding in our hand thank you thank jyoti you. so she has written to us and said thanks for the comic amar bari that we sent to her you're welcome um as you can tell jyoti dubey is a brahmin and uh, she <laughs> says uh, finally dear oh dear why <laughs> no. was that important why did she said it herself i'm not jyoti they think i'm like trying to like jam you she is saying herself dalit and harjana words known in books and literature while in real life it is bhuya dusad and the rest at homes of upper class not just there are separate utensils for dalits and there are separate and basically she said from her own life experiences oh as a brahmin she's witnessed all this as a brahmin she's witnessed that's why she said brahmin i wasn't pointing fingers tum log bhi yaar chad gaya yaar jyoti mujh pe ye log you just said her no, name you said, and then as, said, you, can as you can see yeah. she's, she's a brahmin, brahmin. <laughs> <laughs> no i was me because i was building up to what she's saying so she Bad was so, so she's she says me being a jharkhandi it came as a very polished way to project one's caste supremacy and she witnessed this in her everyday life in her house with her own family and i think there are very few people like you jyoti who are a smart enough to can see it happen and b honest enough to watch it happen and then say yes this happens even in my household and that is what's missing from a lot of upper caste people in our country they saying hum to hota nahi hum to bahut humne to in logon ko na khana khilaya humne to in logon ko advance diya humne to in logon ko and i'm listening to some of these people and you know even i have family like that i'm like really what is in logon no you know this is why i keep coming back to dr ambedkar i mean it might 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 sound very irritating Never. but this is a man who 60 70 80 years ago when gandhi ji went on a fast saying that untouchable should be allowed to go into temples he said i don't support this fast you're not allowing us into temples who the heck wants to go to your temples man <laughs> yes so you know this thing about hinduism has to change let hinduism accept this thing i reject that any guy who doesn't want me into his house to heck with you i don't want to go in there dude yeah. take it easy you know mm. that's the thing so on that note we'd wind up for today we don't have time for too many recommendations but if any of you have recommendations please feel free to quickly put them in uh, the only recommendation i have this week is donald trump's response 
to that Muslim family. If there was ever a case of political suicide, just watch Donald Trump's interviews for the last week. And on that, his numbers have also plummeted. I think that is too hysterical. Any other recommendations? Or uh, there's an anthology of non-fiction graphic novels called First Hand that I would recommend that you get hold of. Uh, in fact, Neha Dikshit's story, I think some part of the initial reporting was turned into a comic that uh, in there as well. And it's beautifully done. So take a read. Anand? Yeah, no, I would, uh, I think, shamelessly plug News Laundry thing again, the bouncer thing, the catch The bouncer, thing. the chase. I really loved yeah, it. The chase wonderful. documentary. Thank you, thank you, Anand. Um, I'd like to recommend uh, Pritish Nandi's interview with Kishore oh, Kumar, yes. 1980. Oh, the early oh. funny. <laughs> There's this one part where Pritish asks him what went wrong with your first wife. And Kishore Kumar is like, I'm a simple-minded guy. I don't understand this business of women trying to, you know, make careers. Women should first make homes. He, he says wives should learn should first learn how to make a home. No, you know, Manisha... Imagine a Bollywood actor saying no, no, that to He was only married how many times? Four times. Yeah. So yeah, it's first wife, second wife, third wife. So he goes on to list... So <laughs> he had four homes then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how simply he says. I don't understand No, but I'll, I'll tell you. You know, I'll <laughs> read that... Del- and in fact, it's that really is an amazing interview. interview. But let me tell you, after I read that, I have to be... Yeah, I'm 100% sure the guy was taking the mickey. Knowing Kishore Kumar and the way he behaved, he is being hugely sarcastic. Or maybe he really sarcastic. wanted his wife to just sit at home and... No, I, you know, li- like he says that, look, what's wrong with the hanging crows in your uh, living room? You know, I want that as an art <laughs> decoration and I want like, you know, and so floating sofas, you know, and floating sofas and floating tables and chairs and, you know, I want a... Uh, also, uh, there, so. Radhika Bordia's uh, documentary in NDTV on Una. It is very good. Yeah, it is right. indeed very good. Okay. So on those recommendations, I'd like to wind up. Thank you, Jyoti, for your email. Thank you all for listening in. Please subscribe. We will be starting a new podcast soon, which will in all likelihood be open to subscribers only because we do need to um, grow and make a sustainable business model. So when the public pays, the public is served. and corporations pay, corporations are served. And today we will leave you from this song recommendation. Hamari taraf se, Najib Jang ki taraf se, Arun Kejriwal ko. Ye... तड़कता भड़कता जबरदस्त गाना नमस्कार अगले हफ्ते में फिर मुलाकात होगी खुदा हाफिज शबाखैर ऐसे फौजी भाइयों को प्रणाम थैंक यू अपनी तो जैसे तैसे थोड़ी ऐसे या वैसे अपनी तो जैसे तैसे थोड़ी ऐसे या वैसे कट जाएगी आपका क्या होगा जनाबे आली Episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.